Hello and welcome back to KD Everyday Elite Podcast. I am actually doing a second podcast. Can you fucking believe it? Some people actually listen to me on my first one. I actually think I got 10 plays. I don't give a flying fuck how many I got, if I'm honest. That's the first swear word and it's 16 seconds in. I don't actually care how many I got, if I'm honest. I'm just impressed that people actually sat down and listened to me. Talk bollocks, basically. Nah, I didn't talk bollocks. I provide some value, or hope. Um, but no, I really, really appreciate the feedback. Um, I've got a few messages saying like they really enjoyed it. And it was actually quite handy to have the podcast because unlike Instagram, when you've got to keep the app open, like you can't watch it while you're walking or you're driving or whatever. And like I did a live today and that's just case in point. I talked about something today on my live and that's what I'm doing this podcast on. So for people who can't fucking be asked to listen to a live for as long as they did, that's what I'm going to do today. So this is going to test out how good my post editing skills are. So apparently there is a way of you guys sending in voice messages. So I'm going to include a link in the description um, section on Spotify and hopefully on Apple if I can make that work. And basically it was to say some voice messages and hopefully I'm going, to, I'm going to say to you, if you want to ask a question by that for me to answer next week or a week after, whenever, um, I'm going to use that method and it'd be quite cool to hear your voice. And I want to see if I can maybe even put it in the podcast episode. If that's the thing I can do, I don't know if I'm honest. Also, you can just send me some shite. I don't mind. You can harass me and say, look at me. I'm listening to your podcast. What a wanker. <laughs> but yeah, I want to see if this actually works. So please, if you if you listen to this episode, please test out, uh, share the voice message link with yourselves. Okay, like I said, it'll be in the description, the show notes, and I want to hear from you guys. So thank you very much. So what we're going to talk about today, I will go, I'll do a little bit of uh, more checking stuff first, but what we're going to talk about today is should you or should you not weigh yourself should you or should you not weigh yourself? And what to do when you have non-moving scales for a period of time, usually two to four, after two to four weeks. If you have two to four weeks of non-moving scales, then they usually mean something needs to change. So that's where we're going to go with today. But again, as always, I want to pose a question. I want to pose a question. What is the best cereal you can have? I am a fucking Weetos fanatic. I love Weetos. Anyone who knows me knows I love Weetos. I absolutely love them. So Weetos are absolute top tier. I can have them for breakfast if I want to. If I really fancy being a weird archer for a protein shake in with them, I'm not that weird to be fair. Or you can be normal like me and enjoy them as a snack and a treat. I have them late in the evening before bed. That's like one of the favorite things to have. So Weetos, unreal. I do love Crave as well. Do you know those weird little pillows they call them like pillows with chocolate and stuff and they're like, oh fuck they're unreal but when they cost like four five pound a, bat, a little bag and like they're fucking tiny um oh yeah no that's not it that's why you shop a little and audi in it fuck i miss audi living in northern ireland has its benefits but audi i miss you baby <laughs> ah so moving on moving on moving on that's the serious stuff so should you or should you not weigh yourself my only real reason you shouldn't weigh yourself is you if you have a crippling anxiety or emotional response to it. This can be trained out of people, by the way, but some people are at the point where they just cannot be recovered from it, and it's more damaging for that to happen. Um, so that's if that's you straight away, 
absolutely not. Don't be weighing yourself. There's no point. You don't. There's no need to force emotional trauma or anything like that on yourself. So that's my categorical categorical note. So those types of people definitely don't. But the majority of people, I feel, it has purpose. It does not directly measure fat loss. I want that to be really, really clear. It does not directly measure fat loss. However, combined with other measures, it's a really useful source. So combining your weight with your body measures, with a picture of yourself um, from three different angles, from front, side and back, with listening to your support networks, your friends and your family and your co-workers, have they commented on you recently? And just your general feel. Like I think people underestimate how much we feel things. Like we feel a lot and our intuition is usually quite is usually right we like i feel better in myself usually because you feel better because you've lost a wee bit of weight and things are fitting better and you're feeling fitter your intuition is right so i do feel weighing yourself is a particularly good method for the majority of people however i think it's performed quite poorly i generally do i think it's really performed poorly for most people and it's, this is really hypocritical actually because this is what i do but you'll see what i mean i standardize how i do it so whenever i do it for my online clients um my online clients and even some of my in-person ones it's a little bit different in person because they book in at different times but my online clients i literally say to them because this is the best way of doing it i literally say to them get up in the morning go for a piss go for a poo if you need to sorry about the graphic language go for a poo if you need to get on the scales then do not eat anything do not drink anything that's it pee and poo that's all you're allowed to do because that way it will be exactly or as close to exactly the same conditions every time you do it if you remember back to your grade your grade six your six year six or first year whatever we'll call it in whatever country you're in um science lessons there's a standard operating procedure for everything so a fancy way of saying we keep shit the same every time so when you weigh in you want to keep shit the same so you don't want to be having weigh-ins at different times so i always tell the story so i came from for people who don't know i came from a combat sports background so i had to mind my weight quite a lot as I grew older, I was convinced I was getting fatter. I was not getting fatter, I was just growing up because apparently you, you do grow and get heavier and put muscle on as you mature, but I didn't know that. But also what I was doing is I would have kickboxing sessions at 8 p.m. on Tuesday evening. Friday at five, I would also have it at nine or 10 o'clock on a Saturday morning as well. The two evening ones, I've had a whole day of eating drink, drink, eating and drinking, but I could also be very dehydrated as well because I've been at school all day. I had been um, exercising all day. I was a very active kid, so I could be dehydrated. So I might have been lighter. But then again, in the morning, I might have been lighter because I hadn't eaten since the night before. So there's lots of variables there. So I always tell my online clients, and I tell you now, if you weigh yourself regularly, every week that you weigh yourself, make sure it's the same day, the same time, or as close to it as possible, and you don't eat or drink anything. You just go for a wee, and that's it. It's the most accurate way of doing it. And I want that to be kept really, really clear. Um, so, yes, weighing yourself, I do feel, has benefits. However, this is where it gets tricky. So once a week weighing, as I said, this is hypocritical, once a week weighing does have its downsides. It is one stab in the dark out of a seven-day period. And then if you do that four times over a month, that's four stabs in the dark over a 28 to 30-day period. That is not a lot of information over the amount of days. That's less than a quarter of your time that you're weighing yourself. So you're relying on four time points out of 28 potential time points. So the issue with that is, is our weight fluctuates massively. And I've proven this many, many times, right? If you want to do this yourself, you're more than welcome to. Um, 
it's not very nice if I'm honest um, but I would recommend doing it um, but basically weigh yourself and then do one of two things go have a meal and get back on the scales or go neck a litre and a half or two litres of water maybe not neck it but maybe drink it in a good period of time and then get back on it and see the difference even just in that period of time weigh yourself in the morning and the evening as well see how it looks different and if you can't be asked to do any of this I'll tell you now your weight can vary easily between one to four kilos sometimes up to five kilos depends on the person like it can be extreme based on levels of dehydration and stuff like that but your weight convert uses between more than one to three kilos for people, but one to five kilos and anywhere between two pound up to eight to nine pound for people across, across daily fluctuations. I've seen it. Okay. doesn't mean they're all normal, but I've seen it. Okay. But you tell me when you go to your next weigh in, you're like, oh, I gained a pound or I lost a pound. Can you see how insignificant that is if you don't know any of the other numbers across the day, across the week? Sorry. And that's what I try and get across to people. So, if you're like, I haven't lost any weight, and because I actually had a client say this to me, I haven't lost any weight, I've actually gained weight, but I've lost inches around my waist and my body, and I feel better in myself, and I feel fitter. If you said that to me, if I said that to you, sorry, what would you say back to me? I was quite disrespectful to this client, to be fair, because I want this, I'm very supportive to my clients. But the non-professional me would be like, are you fucking mad? Are you stupid? That's what the normal me would say. The normal me would be, are you fucking stupid? Because it's like, you've literally told me one bad thing, air quotes, bad thing, and then three positive things afterwards. And then you're taking the advice of the one bad thing. Like, in what other scenario would that be right? Do you know what I mean? Like, I can't think of a scenario right now, but again, that's the whole idea. Of, like, again, you've got one flat tire, so you slash the rest of them. Do you know what I mean? It's like, you don't do that. She had one thing that said she had a one pound increase everything else showed visibly and she felt and again so i said feeling is a massive thing everything else said she felt good about herself and she had physical evidence from measures that she had lost inches not just a few centimeters inches so if this is you and this is happening to you this is what i want you to do one of two things and these are this is gonna be the main to take home for today so if you're someone whose weight is not changing there's gonna be three things actually you can do if your weight is not changing and you have reason to believe it has gone better, but you want to prove the weight's changing, you do one of two things. You're going to fucking shove the weight in the bin and ignore it because the other stuff's telling you more. That's my first one. But the actual more constructive two, if your weight is not moving and it hasn't moved for two to four weeks continuously, what you're going to do is one of these two things. The first one is you are actually going to ditch the scales for 30 days. 30 days. And what you're going to do is you're going to channel your energy because what that does is you stop getting that negative feedback. You stop getting that, oh, for fuck's sake, I haven't lost weight. Oh, for fuck's sake, I haven't lost weight. Because every time you get that, you lose your motivation. When you lose your motivation, you can't be asked to cook anymore and meal prep. You're like, fuck, why do I need to go to the gym? And you almost, like, again, yeah, we slash the tires, don't we? We're going to do the opposite. So we're going to get rid of the scales. We're going to hammer down on those three focal points, three focal areas for our habits. We're going to hammer down on our training. We're going to hammer down on our nutrition and we're going to hammer down on our movement. So our exercise, I have three exercise sessions planned a week. And we're going to track this on a sheet. Um, one of my mates, Gareth, he, he probably hope you listen to this. One of my mates, Gareth, he has the best spreadsheet in the world for this shit. I wish I had it. Um, but you don't have to do as as complicated as him. You just need a sheet that says literally training, nutrition, movement. And you tick each one every day and put like a little notes thing to say what you did. And you don't have to track it all the time, but like that. But I recommend you do. 
Okay, so you're going to track all three things. So if you train three times a week, I want you to tick that you did your training on that day. Tick it off. Boom, done my training. And then at the end of the month, you can look back at all your training. Out of 30 days, say you had 15 sessions planned in, how many sessions did you hit out of 15? If you're hitting 12 to 14 out of 15 sessions, brilliant. If you're hitting under 10, I mean, that's, that's an arbitrary number, but still, you see my point. If you're hitting less than like a third, if you miss only hitting two thirds of your workouts, it's not ideal. You know, I know there's everyone has personal lives and stuff like that. I'm not saying that those circumstances are coming to play, but say if it's grand and normal, that's what you've got to consider. The same with your nutrition. You've got a calorie target. Okay, so you don't have to slash your calories just because things aren't moving just yet. You've got a calorie target. Let's keep sticking to it. So say you're a late, you're a woman, 1600 calories, quite a common target for a lot of people. You're eating 1600 calories. And you've got a protein target of a minimum of 100, but you're going to do this even better. So that's your minimum. I'm going to get you to do your optimal. Your optimal target is 120 to 130 grams. So for this 30-day period, can you hit those calories at least 25 out of 30 days? And can you hit that protein target at least 25 out of 30 days? So five, six, I don't know what that is in percentages. That's fucking the number I can't figure off the top of my head. It's like 15%, 15, around 80%, 80% of your time. You know, you can do that with your nutrition. Did you hit over 80% of your nutrition across the cycle? Yes. Yes, I did. Perfect. Do the same with your movement. Again, I always say with movement. So the less you do in terms of your movements, you're only doing two to 4,000 steps, the more impact adding the extra 1,000 will make. So going from 4,000 to 5,000 is a massive jump up to 6,000. Ideally, I want everyone to be at least up to 8,000 because that's shown where the most amount of health effects come from. Anything more than that's an added bonus and more calories burned. That's all it is. So track all three of these training nutrition and movement have you done them yes or no basically every day and for what day they matter look back at them on the end of the month and do not look at the scales you will see changes if you do all those things properly and your calorie target is correct you will see changes and the other thing is if you don't see changes in terms of measures in terms of how you feel in terms of your fitness right one your program is shit two your nutrition is not right so that's when you go to your coach and be like, here, look, what's going on? And if you don't have a coach, that's when you go, right, I need a fucking coach because I'm not doing this right. But if you think your nutrition's then not right, then you've got proof to be like, right, I might need to change my nutrition a wee bit. I might be overeating. Most people in 1600 calories are not overeating, by the way. Some women are really small, might be, but most people aren't. But that is how you can prove that you need to lower your calories. Always lowering calories does not work because when you lower your calories, what happens is your body's really smart. It makes you lazier. So you do less effort, you do less activity, it gets tired, it struggles to recover. So lower calories doesn't always make sense. But again, back to my original point, you're going to do 30 days, not looking at your scales, you're going to do all the free behaviors, training, nutrition, and movement, and nail the fuck out of them. And then once you've done that, you then can check your weight again if you want to. All right. That's one way of doing it. And it's worked with plenty of people before that I've worked with, because I know a lot of them are sensitive to their weight. And that's absolutely fine. The other way that I lean to more and I have really good reason for this it doesn't work with everyone it works with a good number of people though and again this is why I feel I'm a really good coach and don't mean to be blow smoke up my ass but I'm very adaptive to who I have in front of me but I feel like I know which method works for which person so this is my go-to method but if it doesn't I'll use like something like I just mentioned weigh yourself every day and for people like, are like what the fuck if I don't like seeing the scale once why the fuck would I want to see it every day I understand that question but hear me out Again, if I can't say, I can't remember if this is more maths or more science, it's probably more maths. The more data points you have, the more information you have to process. And that means you have more information to make a decision. So basically, if I only have two points out of seven days, right? 
So if I so that's so strategy. If I only have one weigh in over seven days, I only have one weight across those seven day period. So I don't know if that is reflective of the rest of the other six days that I haven't measured. If I have three points, I might have two higher points and one lower point, which means the average is higher. If I have five points, I might have a really low one, a really high one, and then rest in the middle. And then you get a better average. And again, if you remember averages, averages can change over time. And basically this is what we're doing. So we do your week one average weight. So you track every day, what is your weekly average? So say I'm, I'm gonna do my own weight here. Say I was 85 kilos originally, and then my average was 85 over that first week. Then the second week, I might have had a high of 86 and a half kilos and a low of 84 and a half. However, my average weight that week was 84 and a half. So I lost half a kilo on average. Although I weighed in a kilo and a half heavier at my heaviest. Okay, so just to reiterate that point. So my average weight was 85. The week after I had a, a high point of 86 and a half and a low point of 84 and a half. But my average came down to so 84. But my lowest came down to 84 and a half. Um, so my average came down to 84 and a half. So my average has dropped, which means the majority of my weight is going down. And if you've ever seen what people talk about, like the roller coaster, where it goes up and down, up and down, up and down, but the trend is still going downwards, that is what weight loss looks like. So weighing yourself every day shows you this. It shows you the fluctuations in your weight and it makes you understand weight fluctuations. So I understand my body fluctuates weight massively. Like I know I will fluctuate anywhere between 78 to 82 kilos, uh, probably more 81 at the moment, but have been up to 82 kilos before. So my average weight is around 80 kilos. So I know that, but the other thing it does for the majority of people, again, majority, it desensitizes you in terms of your emotions because you start to see information and rather than just having emotions. So yes, you still might be emotional when you start, but what happens over time is you start to desensitize it because it becomes normal. It becomes routine. Again, I don't want you to become obsessed with this number because it's only a piece of the information. Again, I still think body measures alongside all this stuff is still really important and all the other things but it can desensitize people who are very sensitive to their weight because it teaches them about weight fluctuations. Not everyone knows this and not everyone actually sees it. They're like, oh, but that's someone else. If they see it themselves, they'll be like, fuck, it actually happens to me as well. How many times has someone been like, oh, but they can lose weight and I can't. And then all of a sudden you do something, you're like, shit, I can do that as well. Do you know what I mean? It's that scenario. So in summary, you've got two methods then. You don't have to look at the scales. You nail the fuck out of your habits. And then you come back in 30 days and then decide whether you want to do your scales again or not. Sometimes you might not even touch them again. Or you go the opposite way and you do the scales every day, every time, same morning, same routine. It takes two seconds. Type it in my fitness power, whatever, in your notes, whatever you want to do and track it. Again, if you've got a coach like myself, I track it in my app. We've got my, um, I use the app CoachRx. It's built into that system where you add it in every day. It gives you a real reminder, makes it easier so you're more accountable. And then we can reflect on that together during our weekly check-in. So there's all those sorts of scenarios. So if the weight, if you, should, if you need to weigh yourself, do. And I believe it is a useful tool. However, alongside progress photos and body measures, I feel like it's a better package. On its own, it is shite, if I'm honest. It literally tells you the pull of gravity, the, pull, the, the effects of gravity pulling you down on this earth. Which, if you're really fancy, you know your science, like I do a wee bit, because I like to read space stuff, because I'm a weirdo. You're going to take, is it, are you going to get lighter, is it? I can't remember if you're going to, yeah, gravity's going to get weaker, isn't it? Yeah, so over thousands of years, gravity will get slightly weaker. It's currently 9.81 meters per second, I think. 
it's gonna get weaker because we're slowly and slowly as thousands of years go by getting further away from the sun there's your random nugget of the day guys you're welcome fucking call me sir isaac newton not isaac newton what's the other guy stephen hawking <laughs> i do like to read a lot of space books in my meantime i actually watched the um a um series on netflix not series next a, a little mini film on netflix about the james webb telescope fucking unreal by the way so much so that twitter or x or whatever it's called now actually sent it tagged me it says latest in space the james webb telescope has shown this nebulous ring or something like that and i'm like fucking unreal <laughs> oh so yes the important stuff i've reflected on whether you should weigh yourself in the first place and two things to do if you have static weight for two to four weeks consistently that's the important thing two to four weeks consistently of non-moving weight again it's the scales or hammer the fuck out of them also which cereal is the best i'm telling you it's fucking wheatos and if you disagree with that we're gonna have swings and also i'm a space nerd what is your little little uh guilty not guilty pleasure little guilty secret what are you doing your free time that no one knows much about you but as always guys to prove you're listening to prove you are listening please share a screenshot of this to your instagram or your facebook or wherever you're listening to and tag me in it please and I will be dropping a special reward. So thank you very much. Again, as always, if you want to join me on this podcast, I really do appreciate it. I know I'm going to throw this in late. I wish I threw it in earlier. If you want to jump in on this podcast one time and chat with me, you want to ask questions, you want to talk to me about your experiences and your journey in the gym, or you want to ask questions to me like a quick fire thing and I answer them live on the air, let's do that. But for now, guys, it's been about 20 minutes. I'm probably boring the fuck out of you. But episode two of KD Everyday Elite Podcast is in the bag. See you next time.